Hey, with that, we're doing good on time, so I'm excited to turn one of our favorite preachers in the world loose, Pastor Donald. Um, what is your... Yeah. What, just, what is your middle name? Oh, <laughs> no. Come on, we're family, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not that much yet. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Pastor Donald Rucker, come on up and yeah. share with us what you have Amen. today. Amen. Love you Love to you. life. Man. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. I didn't want to disclose that information because it brings back memories. I was teased so much during uh, my early years that I had a flashback moment when he said, what's your name? And I'm like, nah, nah I don't think I want to tell you guys that. I don't know what my mom and dad was thinking about when they named me that middle name. Amen. How you, how you guys doing? So good to see so many of you. I haven't seen many of you since last year. Yeah, so it's really good to see you. So if you don't know the person next to you, look over and say, hey, I'm whatever, and introduce yourself. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, I praise the Lord. And then let's give a big shout out for the angel of this house, Pastor Chris and his lovely wife, Jessica. Amen? I am grateful for God for connecting us. Amen. Uh, your pastor is an inspiration. I learned so much from him. I'm hoping to be a better man by hanging out with him. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. You already know what you want to do. We'll talk to you about this moment. All we ask is that you would transcend this time with your Shekinah glory. That God, that we won't just have a routine gathering of the saints but we will have an experience and an encounter with you that will carry us over Lord God hallelujah in the weeks to come and we just want to thank you now for the illumination and the revelation that the spirit of God brings into our life we submit and surrender ourselves to him for he is the teacher of the church and we want to give you advanced uh, praise and worship Lord God for what you shall do and I miss this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'm going to start out with a little story. Is that all right? Yeah. There was a man named Jack walking along a steep cliff one day when he accidentally uh, got too close to the edge of the cliff and fell over. And on his way down, he was able to catch hold to a branch and hold on. And as Jack looked down with horror at the steep of the canyon, thousand feet down, it terrified him. And so Jack clung, he, he hung on to that branch and then began to cry out, somebody help me, somebody help me. And this went on for a couple hours. Finally, Jack hears a voice said, Jack, Jack, I'm here. And Jack says, who are you? Where are you? He said, I'm the Lord. And Jack said, the Lord, you mean God? He said, yeah, that's me. Yeah. God says, he said, God, please help me. I promise you, if you get me down from here, I'll stop sinning. I'll be a good person, and I'll serve you the rest of my life. How many of you have heard that before? And, of course, God said, okay, Jack, hold off on all of the promises. Let, let's get you down first. Amen. Says to Jack, he said, Jack. I'm going to help you. All I need you to do is listen to me and obey. 
Jack said, okay, Lord, just tell me what you want. He said, Jack, I need you to let go of the branch. And then Jack says, what? He said, yes, Jack, just let go of the branch. And Jack contemplated that for a moment or two, and then Jack said, help, help, is anybody else up there? Amen. I find that story to be unique in my own life because sometimes, you know, I had God in my life. He was suspect. I was suspicious of him. Amen. Of course, thank, thank God today I'm still learning how to trust him. Because in my walk with him, I found that God sometimes asks you to do difficult things. He tries to get you outside of your comfort zone. He challenged you in your faith to trust him. And that's what uh, that story was really about. Jack trusting that God had his back. I want to introduce you to a concept that's okay, that uh, God shared with my wife and I during a power talk presentation with the membership that we have every Wednesday night at 7 a.m. And he prophetically gave us this revelation that when we trust him, uh, we have our faith in him, we can produce predictable outcomes. And that, that has really been ringing in my heart for the last couple months, that trusting God, having faith in God, said you should be able to have predictable outcomes. Look at your neighbor and say, yeah, I think he's talking to you right now. It's okay to say amen. <laughs> and it is a concept. It's a concept because many times, like I said, we have God in this category where we are suspicious of him. He's a suspect. Can we really trust him? Somebody say amen. amen. So I want you to go to Numbers chapter 23. And if you would just allow me for a brief moment. I want to show you why I'm so excited about this, this revelation that he shared with me, because I believe that the kingdom of God offers predictabilities. We can see it through scriptures. If you just look at Matthew chapter 7, we can see predictability where it says, ask, you'll receive. Knock, it'll be open. Is that right? Seek, you'll find. That's predictability. And with God, we should come to expect predictable outcomes. Uh, Numbers 23. Amen. Look at verse 19. It says, God is not a man. Oh, thank God they got it on the screen. God is not a man that he should what? Not a son of man that he should what? Has he said and will he not do it? Uh, has he spoken and will he not make it good? Man, this revolutionized my life early on in theology. I had the audacity to go to school to try to study him. Amen. Remember now, he's suspect, you know, and I was suspicious. Amen. And in theology, you know, I'm still learning to trust God because on this walk of faith, God don't just ask, he commands trust. He wants your trust. He wants you to fully com uh, commit to him. And uh, 
I, I'm learning. Somebody says, so, so am I, so am I, pal, so am I. Well, I'm in the right, I'm in the right group this morning. Amen. Now go to Hebrews chapter 6 real quickly. Amen. Like I said, it won't be before you here long, but I'm excited. I mean, Ethel and I are in a season of our life where, the, where God seems to be calling us deeper with him. He's challenging us in many ways that we, we thought, hey, we're on cruise control, and now he's demanding more. <laughs> Amen. Hebrews 6. I think it's verse 18. I believe that's where I want to be. Amen. Is it on the screen? Praise the Lord. Says by so that by two unchangeable things in which it is, it is impossible. Somebody say impossible. For God to what? We who have taken refuge would have strong encouragement to take hold of the hope set before us. And like I said, in my theological development, this really changed my life. And you have to really understand my background to, to really get the full detail of that. See, I grew up antitrust. I didn't trust nobody. Amen. And in the streets, you can't trust people. Amen. And so I brought that condition into the kingdom. And it is very challenging to trust somebody that you can't see, first of all. Somebody say amen. And it's very difficult to trust somebody you don't know. Yet in the kingdom of God, this is what he demands, that you trust me. Now go to Proverbs chapter uh, 3. Amen. And so God, in his wisdom, is challenging Ethel and I in this season to trust him even more. And he gives us this tagline of predictable outcomes. Amen. And when you understand the character of God, when you come to know his character, then you and I have a justifiable reason now to expect predictable outcomes. Because the scripture teaches now that God changes not. And what do we mean when we say God, God, the person of God, his character is predictable. He's consistent. He is dependable. He is reliable. And I got to, got to calm myself down. Because, see, I get excited about him. Amen. Because I found him to be all of that. In my, limit time, in my limited time of walking with him, God has never lied to me. Somebody say amen. amen. And that's important to me. Amen. Not like men. We are notorious for lying. Somebody say amen. At least the women should have said amen. <laughs> Especially if you're a wife. You should have said amen to that. Because you know us brothers, we will give you a good one just to get out of trouble. Well, maybe I'm just talking about me because when Elta come into the room and say, I got to talk to you, I'm like, I didn't do it. It was not me. It was not me. Somebody say amen. amen. Proverbs 3, 5. So the scriptures now, 
when you study the scriptures, both Old and New Testament, they encourage you and I to trust this invisible God with complete dependency on him. Somebody say amen. Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with what? All your heart. God said, I don't want half. I don't want a lukewarm relationship with you. I want you to be in with me. And that was one of the demands that my wife wanted when Ethel and I first got together. If you know anything about my wife, she's very demanding. <laughs> Amen. Somebody, see, I can say that she's not here, so you can't tell her. Praise <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> very demanding. And she wanted to know with absolute uh, certainty she was the center of my life. Amen. And she would not have any other outside influence. I couldn't have side chicks. <laughs> Somebody say amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Even though I tried to persuade her one time, you know, God has called me to ministry. <laughs> and part of ministry is the side chick. You know, I got to minister to the side chicks too. <laughs> Somebody say amen. I'm trying to loosen you up. What she wanted was absolutely certainty that she was the center of my life. Amen. She wanted to know that when she released me into the general public, I can trust that dude. Amen. Where as representatives of the king and his kingdom, God, took a, God trusts you in advance that you would properly represent him in the world. That's how much he trusts you and I. I'm still trying to figure out why, but praise the Lord. <laughs> Trust in the Lord with what? Now catch this. And do not lean to what? Your own understanding. In all. Somebody say all. In all your ways what? Acknowledge him and he will what? direct your path. So he says, if you can trust me completely, you can expect with me predictable outcomes. Somebody say amen. amen. So what sold me now, and here's what sold me on trusting God. I can see in scripture evidence of others trusting God. For example, Deborah, she trusted God. Amen. And Judges chapter 4 is talking about the battle that she had and that she sent out Barak and said, hey, we will win this, this battle. And God came through for her. Amen. We can see this also with the woman with the issue of blood. She was so convinced that if she leaves the comfort of her home and even though she violated the Leviticus law, she was so convinced that if I can just touch the hem of his garment. I get the predictable outcome. Somebody say amen. Ruth trusted God so much that she gave up country and families to follow Naomi. And she said, your God shall be my God. And did not God come through for Ruth by giving her a Boaz for the singles? E-harmony is not the answer. <laughs> Christianmingle.com, not the answer. Are you listening? Hallelujah. God got a better way. 
He knows you better than eHarmony and all of those dating sites that's just trying to rope you into the system and culture of this world. God knows if you can do what Ruth did, you can get predictable outcomes. I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen. (laughs) Daniel trusted God. So much so when they threw him in the lion's den that Daniel did not worry. And the king said to Daniel, may the God that you serve deliver you, keep you safe. And did not God come through with predictable outcomes? The Hebrew boys had predictable outcomes. Why? Because they they realized that God is a God that is faithful and true to his word and that he cannot lie. And they tell the king, listen, king, if he doesn't come through, We still won't serve you. They knew God would come through for them. Somebody say amen. Amen. How many of y'all getting this so far? So what convinced me in my relationship with God, and that's what it really is, is really a relationship. It's not religion. God is intimate about relationship. And what he wants to do is rope us in to this concept now of trusting him completely. That we open up our life completely to him in every area. Now nudge your neighbor and say, yeah, you still got secrets. Amen. Hallelujah. That God wants to invade. Because he wants to be actively involved in every corner, every crack of your life. And what he's asking for you and I, will you trust me? And if you can, you can get predictable outcome. So here's what sold me. God's integrity. I'm I'm anchoring my eternal existence on his integrity. That he can not lie. So that means what he has said in the logos of his word, in the written word, in the 66 book that we have canalized, those books that was written over a 1400 year period by 40 different writers on three continents who did not know that they was writing now the, the Bible. And from, from Genesis all the way to the back of the book, there's just one thing. From 40 different writers over a 1400 year period. And that is Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. I'm getting too excited. (laughs) So God's integrity sold me. Because you've got to understand, the Bible says he doesn't lie. That means that God has no intent to deceive. See, that's what a lie is. Even a white lie. It has with it the flavor of deception. And God never deceives you and I. So whatever God has said, then I can expect predictable outcomes. And Grace, you should know this too. Your history should tell of the faithfulness of God, that he is true to his word and that he's called you for a time such as this. You should know for 20 years you've been breaking down and setting up. And that did not deter you because you are expecting that the God that you have committed your life to to produce in you predictable. 
predictable outcomes. Because whether you know it or not, you are significant and needed in the plan of God for the 210 corridor. There's no other church that God has anointed and appointed and assigned as he has assigned you. He just need a people now that is sold out to trust him. Even though you can't trace him many times. Can you trust me? Can you depend? Will, will you trust my dependability? Will you trust my history? Will you trust my track record? That I will perform what I have promised. That's who we serve. That's who we are committed to. That's who we are hooked up with. He can't lie. And then he swore to himself. He swears by himself to Abraham. Because there it was nobody else that he could swear by that had the same integrity that he had. You see, that's why he wants you to release your trust, your faith, pistis. Can you trust him to come through even when you can't understand what's happening? Even when it looks all crazy and confused like, confused like we are right now. Uh, I mean, <laughs> there's so much craziness going on in the world. And listen, church, just so you know, it's not going to get better. It's not going to get better. Jesus told us these times are coming. And that's why I believe God wants your absolute trust. Because the times are going to get so complicated that if God didn't shorten the time, the very elect would be lost. Somebody say amen. amen. So he can't, he can't lie. And my God, he can't change. Are you listening? God is one with his word. So what is what I learned from him? That the moment God releases something out of his mouth, he becomes responsible for it. He must bring it to pass. Because everything he says now become universal law. Are you listening to me? So we can, dep- we can trust him then. And if we can, we can have these predictable Outcomes. Amen. How many of y'all getting something today? So from my trusting him to my trusting him, I've learned to rest in the Lord. I sleep well at night. Somebody say amen. Amen. Now there was a time when I needed my vodka and my gin, my weed, and any pills I could get a hold to. Don't look at me like that. I'm saved right now. I really am. I'm delivered. (laughs) Believe it. I'm, I'm good. I'm good now. I'm good now. But there's a rest that comes with trusting God. Where I don't have to worry about the economy. I don't have to worry about the stock market, which I'm losing money right now. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I only want to look at it. Oh, my God. There's a rest that comes in trusting a person who cannot lie. And I'm about to close. And here's where I see this in the contemporary of my life. I see it with Ethel. Because she completely trusts me. 
And whether I'm home or in the house on another part of this girl can go into the bedroom and go to sleep, and I mean sleep soundly. She's not pulling out her hair, checking her phone, trying to see where is he? Is he coming home? Why is he not calling? Why is he not returning my call and my text? I'm ministering to somebody. Because when you decide to trust God, you can rest. That even when your children are out of your sight, he is able to keep them, to safeguard them and protect them. Somebody say amen. amen. And then, I, I, then, trusting him, I release all my apprehensions and my fears. Notice any time that God comes on the scene, he says what? Fear not. Because fear and faith can't occupy the same space. He needs you to trust him. How many of y'all are getting this so far? Amen. So here's a question for you as I close. Well, did y'all receive something? This? Did, y- did y'all get something? Amen. Amanda, you, can, you guys can come on up. Nudge your neighbor, say, yeah, he's talking to you too. Yeah, go ahead. Amen. You can say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, you guys are about to embark on a very big adventure with the merger, right? No, not hoping. It's predictable. Not hoping we know for sure that God is leading. Look at the name. It says time. This is your season. This corridor needs grace, church. God needs you now to bring grace. You know how his word says, let your words be seasoned with what? Grace. Well, we're in a, a, a time where you are so instrumental in bringing that seasoning to the 210 corridor. Where you were men brokenhearted, open blinded eyes, caused the lame to leap again. Are you setting the captives free? Why? Because you are essential to his plan. So here's the question for you. What branch are you still holding on to in your life that God is asking you, let it go? What's hindering you from giving your all? What's stopping you from submitting totally Where you're no longer an independent spirit. You are a dependent spirit. You know, our taxes, we get, what, tax breaks for dependents, right? Well, so in the kingdom. In the kingdom also, if you become his dependent, he says, you'll live the add to life. Now, you and I should understand that our kids do. They get add to stuff just by being dependent on us. Somebody say amen. How many of y'all getting this? So what is it that you're holding on to that God is asking you to let go? Amen. Well, Father, I've done my very best, and I'm really proud of myself because I gave them time back. (laughs) But, Father, you know what you're doing in this ministry, and we thank you in advance for this great ministry. And we just ask in Jesus' name that this ministry would explode upon the nation. In Jesus' name, that all that you have gifted them with God, hallelujah, those gifts would come to bear 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, where this ministry would expand and grow and touch and change, Lord God, lives forevermore. And Father, we want to thank you, hallelujah, for the participation of the membership coming together, uniting as one, Lord God, coming together, Lord God, hallelujah, and operating in the one principle to see your will executed in the 210 corridor. And God, we give you all the praise and all the glory. If you agree with that, say amen. Love you guys to life. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Amen.